You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. No. This town to be near you. No gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang, not all here tonight. Loti is here screening the calls, but Longoria is at home with the uh, babies. One of the babies had their first birthday this weekend, and uh, I was supposed to go to the birthday party on Saturday, but I got uh, fettuccine food poisoning. That really just sounds awful. It was bad. It was bad. Um, the, again, the headache was the worst part of it. It was awful. So I had to bail on Longoria's uh, kid's first birthday. Do you want to tell us where you ate? It was at my buddy's house. It wasn't oh, a okay. restaurant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. No. my buddy's was... wife's cooking. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, believe me. I let him know. I was just going to say, does she know that? He's like, I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> He's immune to it. Yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> you built up a tolerance to your wife's crappy cooking. Uh, but holy smokes. Yeah, I was that's the worst. out of commission all day Saturday. And I'm still sleeping in on Sunday. When this news breaks, and Chris Camp, news director, calls me, he's like, "Hey, what you we doing, need you coming buddy?" In. I'm like, "Ah, uh, I'm like, I have literally haven't been out of bed in 36 hours, but okay, I'll be on my way." It was rough. So apologies to Longoria and his and little Longoria, but I did uh, Instagram a picture of his adorable daughter eating the smash cake on Instagram. So check it out, M A R K A R U M. And while you're there, follow Ahmad on Instagram for all his workout pictures. What's your Instagram account, Ahmad? Calamity underscore Carter. With a K. Calamity with a K. Yeah. Underscore, underscore Carter. Carter. And Chuck, you don't want to give out. Do you want to give out your Instagram? I mean, they can if they want to. It's right. just pictures of the dog and hot neighbor's legs. They, so. well, they, boom. Two of my favorite things in the world. Dogs and his uh, fiance's hot legs. Uh, what's your thing? CJ? Uh, you know what? I don't even know. All right. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'll call, oh, CJT4590. CJT. Four five nine zero. That was his uh, testosterone level. Yes, in not high so, school, not so not much so anymore. Much anymore. It's plummeted <laughs> since then. <laughs> uh, so listen, normally we do movie Monday. We're going to postpone movie Monday because of the developments in the uh, Orlando mass shooting that we've been following for the last two days. Here, um, here's here's the jaw dropper for me. Um, apparently, the shooter has been going to this gay club for years. Was well known to club uh, patrons club workers, uh, which is a weird, you know, if this was strictly an ISIS terror attack, uh, that's that's a lot of reconnaissance. That's before even ISIS was around. Let me let me rephrase that. ISIS didn't wasn't around three years ago, were they? At least not in any known form. Not, I, I don't think with the online footprint that they have now where they were recruiting. I think it's like the, the last two they years yeah, they've really blossomed into what they've become yeah uh, now granted this is still a terrorism attack there's no question that you can't deny this guy's religion we know that 
but maybe there's something else to this. For perhaps the guy uh, just was ashamed of his sexual desires and decided to make amends with uh, his lord and uh, get back in the good favors of of whatever. But that that's an interesting development. Uh, your thoughts, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Richard Sangster is live in Orlando, and he'll have the very latest tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slate. Deanne is in Gainesville. Deanne, welcome to the program. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Um, I've been hearing a lot about um, somebody, they were talking about somebody holding the door so others couldn't get out. I have not heard that. Have you heard that, Chuck? That there was someone only bo- on Twitter. There's no substantiation no, that yeah. I've seen thus far. Um, it- I just saw an interview that ABC did with a, 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 a younger man that was at the club at the time, and he says about twenty of them bedded out the side door, and two of them held the door side door closed to to not allow the um, the shooter to get out. And at the time that there was a lot of banging and people banging on the door trying to get out, but they would not open the door to let them out the side door in the alley. Interesting. I'll look into that. I have not heard that. We did hear from the shooter's father just a couple of minutes ago on CNN, um, but I have not heard that. I will investigate that, though. The whole time, and Chuck and I were talking off the air, the whole timeline of everything is is shade ball city. Yeah. How it just went down and, and... the, you know, we you never see a standoff really with this kind of thing, and then no, and it was like a three-hour thing, and then they busted in, and that's when the the shooter was killed. The amount of people and, and shots fired for it's a lot for one person. I just as soon as it it, it started to put it together, it just didn't pass a smell test for yeah. me, and, and I just felt like the maybe authorities were holding enough back. And I heard one one witness today being interviewed this morning, and I think it was on CNN said. Um, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure there was another shooter in there, and whoever was interviewing didn't really even acknowledge it and just kept going. I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow, go back. Yeah, that guy just said that he thinks he was pretty sure there was another shooter, which would again add another level of this. Here is uh, I went to ABC News to figure out if if what that lady said was on their website. Mm-hmm. It's not, but the current wife of the Orlando shooter is now cooperating with FBI and has provided key details about his activity before the uh, nightclub shooting, including how he may have scouted a number of alternate locations for his attack, such as Disney properties. This is his wife? His current wife. She didn't think to offer up that information sooner if she thought he was casing places? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Because so his ex-wife, and we'll hear what his ex-wife had to say. I do have that audio. Um, But his current wife... That was when I when I see mass shooting in Orlando. When I woke up Sunday morning, I was like, "Oh no, Disney!" That was my first fear. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. that would have been like, "Holy smokes!" If there's a more, there's not a more Western target in the world than Disney World. I mean, that is the height of what everything Our that they are against. There. Yeah, exactly. Our boss was there. Uh, Mike's in Cartersville. Mike, you're on the Mark Aram show. Mark, I love listening to your show. Thank you, Mike. I, I love I love your take on things. I always have. Anyway, with that said, uh, my thing is I cannot be the only person that noticed today with uh, President Obama's statements that he absolutely showed no anger whatsoever. It was just a mundane statement that he gave. And I can remember back, because I'm a lot older than you are, uh, when we've had President Reagan make statements about times when this country mm-hmm. was attacked, 
times when uh, Bush made when our country was attacked, and there was anger in their voice because our country had been attacked. Mm -hmm. And that is actually what this is actually about. Our country has been attacked. I, there's no denying that I didn't. I didn't hear the president's speech. Um, I'm sure, uh, and I'm not. I'm not certainly not going to because I can't defend what he said or how he said it because I didn't see it yet. Um, he, here's the difference, though. So, remember, you guys remember when George Bush went down to 9/11 and the bullhorn, and he and he stood on top of the rubble and he said, uh, "Just that the, the people amazing that did speech. this are going to hear from us soon." Yeah, I mean, chills, chills up your spine, kind of thing. Uh, Absolutely, and yeah. that's, that's that's my thing, is Obama, I'm sorry, let me be politically correct, Please. President Obama <laughs> there you go. Uh, has made no effort to show any type of emotion, no type of effort to show that, in fact, you have done this to us. And we are Here, here's the rub, though. Here's the here's the rub. I think, Mike, and I know what you're saying. And again, um, what the speech that President Bush gave after 9/11 on the rubble was just unbelievable. The the one difference I can see is that was we were attacked by uh, how many Saudis? 18 Saudis mm -hmm. on three jets. This kid that did this, this guy, he's not a kid, 29 was an American. That's the, the thing. We were attacked from within on this one. This wasn't uh, an outside uh, foreign terrorist organization. This is a kid that was born in New York. But I would agree with you on that. However, if you decide to join an organization outside of the United True. States yeah. and become an enemy of the United States and represent a foreign government, or they're not even a government, no, just a foreign entity, who hates our government? Yeah, I need I need I to go and listen. The, I did I didn't hear what the the president said. I to, in, in all fairness, I probably should have. I just I mean, how many times do we have to hear the president after a mass shooting? Like I've heard I've heard him do it fourteen. He, he he makes a statement if the egg market goes bad. Well, it's I mean it's it's you know. this was the I think the fifteenth time he's had to speak to the nation after a mass shooting. Yeah, and I think the difference between the other examples that he, he gave was those were sort of call to arms against a foreign entity. You're right. What what call to arms yeah. are you gonna? I mean, essentially, this is a this is a you can blame it on a government failure from within mm -hmm. if you want, but you, you can't sort of get that like World War Two. Get behind the nation. Yeah. Let's go kick some. This ass. wasn't a Pearl Harbor kind of moment. Yeah, it's it's just it's nine eleven. It's not moment. because it's you know it's like your brother beating you up and it's different it's than, than, than you know than yeah. a stranger beating you up yeah that, that well said chuck yeah. I, I now i really want to hear that george bush speech i haven't heard that in a long time can you find that ahmad george bush uh at ground zero after 9 11 we need to hear that again robbie's in norcross robbie welcome to the program how's it going fellas what's pleasure going on robbie to to you. thank you as always for taking my call my pleasure sir all right. Uh, if you'll let me, if there's time, I just wanted to ask one question and make one statement. Please. Um, okay. A couple of weeks ago, we were having a conversation about you not wanting anyone in a bar uh, serving alcoholic beverages to have their concealed weapon on them, given that this just happened in a bar and that it's less than 1% of occurrences of people getting shot compared to people who own guns in this country. Do you still feel the same? 
Now I I think I said I don't I don't remember saying I didn't yeah, want the bartender <laughs> to No, not the bartender, people in the bar. People in the bar. Yeah, I'm I'm opposed to that. I'm for bartenders and bar owners being armed and security in a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it can be dicey when you're drinking and and you're packing. <laughs> All right. And then I didn't catch who had made the comment, but when you're comparing why take a AR15 into a a shooting versus a uh, pistol. I have a Glock that has a 33-round clip. You could have five, six, God, 15 of those in your pockets and go in there and do way more damage than that. Is that what you're saying, Chuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I've, I've never understood the fascination with the with the rifles. I, yeah. I just and you can never, fire never got it. rounds almost yeah. as fast as a fully automatic if you bump fire. So yeah, I, I just never gotten it. Right so. on that one. And we and we have uh, a great call, Robbie. Thanks so much. Um, we don't know what the arsenal was completely no. yet, right? We know all they said was a pistol and an AR-15 yeah, style rifle. The preliminary reports, and now that they, they, I mean, the FBI is going full bore digging in under this guy's um, everything, social oh, yeah. media. They're in his house. They're in his car. Uh, they're pulling DNA, trying to find out if it's they if have anybody any, was there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So crazy stuff uh good call robbie 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk when we come back i'm going to play the audio from uh the shooter's ex-wife ahmad's trying to find the uh, president bush speech uh, from ground zero i I just want to hear that again for myself on twitter at mark aram this is the mark aram show the mark aram show brought to you by low t nation now we are hearing the shooter had multiple gay dating apps on his cell phone. <sighs> 404-872-0751-800-WSB. Talk. Do I have time, Ahmad? Can I play the uh, audio from his ex-wife? Yeah. All right. Here is uh, the shooter's ex-wife, not his current wife, speaking to uh, CNN. So I wake up and I thought something horrible happened. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? I called them and the first thing that they told me was your ex-husband was involved in a mass shooting and, you know, reporters are at our house and calling us and they will be probably at your house too. So I was devastated, shocked, started shaking and crying because more than anything, I was so, so deeply hurt and heartbroken for the people that lost their loved ones. In the beginning, he was a normal being that cared about family, loved to joke, loved to have fun. But then a few months after we were married, I saw his instability and I saw that he was bipolar and he would get mad out of nowhere. That's when I started worrying about my safety and then after a few months, he started abusing me physically very often and uh, not allowing me to speak to my family, keeping me hostage from them. and. I tried to see the good in him even then, but my family was very tuned into what I was going through and decided to visit me and rescue me out of that situation. That's the nightclub shooter's ex-wife. She now lives in uh, Boulder, Colorado, far, far away from her ex-husband. 404-872-0750. Wes is in Johns Creek. Wes, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Yes, sir. How are you tonight? Excellent, Wes. What's going on, buddy? I just kind of wanted to voice my opinion on why people would take the uh, the high-powered rifles into these situations as opposed to trying to sneak in with some pistols. Yes, please. It's misinformation that gets put out by the mainstream media. They, they, they know the difference, but they keep telling people that these are high-powered killing machines that can put out hundreds and hundreds of rounds in under a second, and people believe it. 
um, they don't understand that the 5.56, the AR-15 shoots is actually less powerful than most hunting rounds. So the, the, the shooters using, use that weapon because of the media? Pretty much. The media puts it in their head that that's what it's the best thing to do is just go out there and spray bullets at people. All right. Interesting. I've never, I haven't heard that take, that it, the media is causing the rifle usage. Charles is in Atlanta. Charles, welcome to the program. Everybody clap Everybody your hands. Everybody clap your hands. Good job, Amar. Proud of you, buddy. That's a tough button to find on that uh, on that list. All right. Uh, on that note, uh, let's step away. Mark Aylwine, uh just long... Uh, what is it? Uh, sauntered into the uh, news booth. He's going to give you news, weather, and traffic. Sashayed. Well, sashayed. Yes. Good word, Chuck. Aylwine uh, sashayed into the news booth. He'll give you news, weather, and traffic. We'll come back with the very latest on the Orlando shooting update. Uh, other nuggets that I can find and pass along to you. Uh, we may or may not have a Game of Thrones minute with Johnny Kilbasa, but we'll certainly have more of your calls. And uh, we found the George Bush speech. After 9-11, so we'll play that as well. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Yo, this is Jamie Foxx, and you're listening to my man, Mark Aram. He packed in the animals two by two, ox, camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight, I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the bus, Jeff and him, tell me about the master play. Oh, my Lord, Lord, Lord. Welcome back to the show, 1135, 25 in front of midnight. Mark Aaron with you till 12 every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Still to come on the show, we're going to play that uh, George Bush speech from Ground Zero. Uh, more of your calls. Johnny Kilboss with a Game of Thrones minute. But we're continuing our discussion on the Orlando mass shooting. Uh, by all accounts now, uh, we've covered it throughout the show. This shooter was gay. The, I mean, he'd been going to the club for yeah. three years. Uh, m- uh, reports that one of his classmates said he asked him out on a date. Um, he had gay dating uh, apps on his mobile phone uh so what does that mean for this investigation i mean obviously this is still a terror attack there's no denying that but what was the motive and we will continue to try to figure this out the uh, law enforcement agencies will try to figure it out and we'll bring you updates here as warranted on wsb 404-872-0751-800 wsb talk brandon's in atlanta brandon you're on the mark aram show mark how you doing man? what's going on buddy uh, not too much. Uh, so I just wanted to say I'm a fireman, and uh, on the subject of the speeches, presidential speeches during times of turmoil like this, mm-hmm. the, the one that you guys are looking up, man, I, that sends chills down my spine every time I hear it. You know, and it, it touches me because I'm a fireman. He's standing on the pile with firemen, and uh, he's speaking to the entire world. Yeah, um, it was unprecedented. It truly was oh, unprecedented. Absolutely. So. I wanted to reach out to you guys and kind of see what your thoughts were on this. Uh, I had a conversation with a guy earlier today. Disclaimer, I'm not a fan of Obama. I'm Mm. typically not a fan of anything the guy says. And I, along with other people, um, am very, I have been very upset about his neglect of the, the use of the term Islamic terrorism. Well, my friend, he tends to be very politically objective, Mm -hmm. brought up a good point to me today about the term Daesh, 
Um, and he's saying that Obama cognitively chooses not to say Islamic terrorism because that is what ISIS wants to hear. They they want to know hmm. that we are not necessarily being brainwashed, but the fear that they are trying to inflict is being successful whenever they hear the word Islamic terrorism. That's an so. interesting thought. That would be giving, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's an interesting thought. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, that'd be yeah, giving I don't a, know if I do either. <laughs> I just wanted to see what, you know. That's what, pretty what deep. I don't know why he, uh, why he doesn't say it. I mean, the news media is saying it. I mean, that was the banner uh, uh, when this news broke across CNN was, you know, Islamic terrorism. That was, so I don't know why he, I, I really don't know why he shies away from, from using that. Um, Absolutely. I, get, I mean, I don't know. I have no answer. But that's an interesting insight from your friend there, though. Hey, hey listen, Brandon, stay safe, and thanks for uh, for keeping us safe, my friend. Absolutely. Thank uh, you all. Have a great night. You too, buddy. Uh, Rich in Atlanta. Rich, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, what's going on, Mark? How, how you doing? How you doing, Rich? I'm doing good, good. Hey, I, I just was thinking about something, um, and I wanted to get your pick on this. But, you know, um, ever since the gaming industry has come out with uh, um, a lot of these shooting games that mm -hmm. are out, uh, I think it kind of just makes it easier for young people to commit these crimes after playing these video games over and over and over again. What's your take on that? I, I don't know what the current... I understand the current video games are pretty realistic and uh, maybe at some level... Uh, some of these, I think the younger kids, this guy's 29. I don't know if it had an impact on him, but like the, uh, the Colorado theater shooter, like that, that whack job, I could see, I could see video games having a, an effect on him. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, but well, it's true. Know. Like when I used to play Madden as a kid or, uh, Tecmo Bowl, right. um, you know, that, that would put me in the mindset that, Hey, I'm Bo Jackson. I could run around people. I could run over exactly. people. Uh, I don't know that. That's something for the uh, psychologist to uh, to deal with. I uh, I don't know. Interesting. I don't think that has a factor in this particular case. I think that uh, well, look at Buford. That dude plays video games all the time. Yeah, and he's totally level headed. <laughs> hey, we're gonna get back to the phone calls in just a second. We do want to do a Johnny Kilbasa Game of Thrones minute. Johnny, before we get into the uh, Game of Thrones minute, I have a special treat for you. Woohoo! All right, um, Johnny Kilbasa. Famous for the uh, fast food review, now joins us every Monday with a Game of Thrones minute. Hi, everybody! And uh, I got I, I made something happen this morning that I think you're going to be very happy with. You ready for a new part of the Game of Thrones minute intro? <laughs> sure. All right, listen up closely. You ready? Yep. This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbasa. No way! How about that, my friend? <laughs> Lancel Lannister. No way! I interviewed him this morning. We'll probably play it tomorrow, but I got him to uh, record you a little line for the Game of Thrones Minute. Let's hear it one more time, Ahmad. This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbasa. <laughs> <laughs> How about that, buddy? You're big time now. You are the man. All right. Garib. You ready for the Game of Thrones minute? Uh, uh, now I am. All sure. right. Let's hear the intro. And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Game of Thrones minute with Johnny Kilbasa. Joining us 
every Monday with his fabled Johnny Kilbasa of Game of Thrones Minute where he highlights the previous uh, night's episode. So last night was episode 8. Very important episode in season number 6 as we only have two more episodes to go. Johnny K, are you focused? Are you ready to give us 60 seconds of Game of Thrones goodness? This one's going out to all the fake militants. Uh, <laughs> Led by Lancel Lannister. All right, you ready for the Game of Thrones minute? Let's yeah, do it. Man, let's go. Shame. 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 Episode 8, no one in Bravo. Lady Crane wins the Tony Award and finds her in her closet that she takes home and gives her heroin. Meanwhile, in the woods, a kissing lesson because the beach shot and the hound's back and everyone's in trouble. Meanwhile, in Marine, Varys is leaving on a secret mission. Did you happen to see the most famous dwarf in the world? Meanwhile, in King's Landing, Cousin Lancel and his friends want Cersei in the step. Mountainstein chooses violence and chucks the brother's head like a corn cob. Meanwhile, outside of River Run, Brienne and Pod reunite with Jamie and Bronn. Lesson number one, assume everyone wants to hit you. And the blackfish is still a dick. Meanwhile, in King's Landing, King Thomas spits trial by combat. Uh-oh, Cersei, cue the reins of Castamere. Marine, while back in Marine, Tyrion wants a vineyard of his own. And oh, crap, Marine's getting attacked. Meanwhile, back outside the River Run, Jamie cuts the hill promo about sisters. Edmure crosses the moat and the Blackfish. The Blackfish lets Brianna Pot escape and goes down swimming. See you, Blackfish. Meanwhile, back in Marine, all hell's regular is just the type of Khaleesi and Drogon to return. Meanwhile, in the Brotherland Without Borders, the Hound knows two out of three ain't bad. Beric Dondarrion and Thoris Kamir give a recruiting pitch, and the Hound considers. Meanwhile, back in Bravos, Arya pulls a chase scene from Matrix and a Schwarzenegger from Predator. And now the waste space is on the wall, and Arya's going. But wait, she's Arya, and she's going home, and shocking approves. Woo! Shame. Shame. I really liked the episode last night uh, for two reasons. Uh, well, three reasons. Number one, Arya's revenge. Uh, Arya Stark is heading home, and I loved the uh, Karate Kid moment toward the end where she takes the, uh, uh, what's the name of her sword? Needle. Needle. Cuts the, uh, the candle off, and because she was blind, she knew how to fight in the dark. I loved that scene, and the, I love that. That best part of that though was the girl chasing her and Johnny nailed it because I looked at Hot Neighbor and I go, I feel like I'm watching a bad Terminator movie. The way she was <laughs> stopping and turning and running. She looked like the old Terminator. I, I just I died laughing. Yeah, good job. Yeah, on it that. reminded me of that scene from Predator when Schwarzenegger like baits the Predator into this little you know when he covers Come get me. Come get yeah. me. Here I am. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was awesome. Uh, Se- second, this that whole episode belonged. To, the last two episodes have been all about the Hound. Yeah, the Hound is a bad mf'er. He, he uh, yeah, <laughs> that axe. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, and everybody thought he was dead. He's been gone. Exactly. I, the Hound is a uh, dude. He's just um, amazing. Um, and the third part, the touching scene between Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth. Um, uh, I mean, they they got to get together at some point, right? Is that they're going to be a couple at some point? No. Yeah, Bron Bron um, talking to Pod outside of the tent. <laughs> that was hilarious. That hilarious. was really good. That was all in all a very good episode. Um, Lancel Lannister. Uh, I, I interviewed him this morning, and uh, we'll wow, hear, we'll hear from him tomorrow on his insight on that. Um, but yeah, I, I was very, uh, very happy with, uh, last night, but only two more to go. What the F man? I know. I know. And then we got our annual episode nine battle episode coming up. Oh yes. Yeah. It's going to be a, a, a good, yeah. a good episode. I'm just glad the queen's back. I, I think the hottest girl on the show is the queen's, uh, sidekick. 
You know, I said, well, yeah, she's great, and especially when she's drinking now, too. Yes. And, but I'll tell you what, the waif improves every every episode. She got better looking every episode. Who? The the girl uh, Arya kills. What, are you so, crazy? Oh. No. Yeah. You've been eating too well, many cheeseburgers. You need to be Rachel or Bordop. <laughs> you, you put her in one of those uh, Westerosi <laughs> or uh, Bravosi get-ups, and she'd look a lot different. Would you rather the waif... <laughs> Or uh, the wildling uh, with the kid? Waif. Really? Chuck? Yeah. Waif or the wildling I'm with the kid? going with the wildling. Wildling with the kid? Yeah. Ahmad's like, I don't even watch the show, dude. I Leave have me no alone. clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, before we go, um, I, I, I went to Chick-fil-A before the show today. With the black card. With the black card. And Chase, who manages the uh, Howell Mill location, is a huge fan of Johnny Kilbasa's. And he wants to know when uh, Chick-fil-A is going to get some love. And I told him it's probably because, you know, they don't have any new items. You know, Johnny highlights a lot of new items. So mix in a Chick-fil-A update if you can for uh, your big fan, Chase. Sure thing. I'll sharpen up the pencil and dive deep and see what I can find, Mark. There you go. All right, Johnny Kilbasa with the Game of Thrones Minute. Tomorrow night, he'll be on the show with a fast food review. Johnny, thanks as always, buddy. I'm a sword in the darkness. Follow Morgulis. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Indeed. Johnny Kilbasa. He was, I think he liked that little uh, Lancel Lann- Lannister that, job. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he really liked that. Very cool. So uh, we'll do that, that tomorrow awesome. on the show. Buck's in Woodstock. Buck, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Yeah, Mark. Uh, I appreciate the way you're driving the conversation toward fact-based information. And that's all we can do right now. We can take little facts and try to disseminate them. Correct. Thank but you, buddy. But a, cu- a couple of good facts I want to give you. The reason you're using a long weapon in this scenario is because of simple physics. Okay. 2,300 feet per second versus about 1,100 feet per second. A 9-millimeter round will penetrate one body, maybe one and a half. That 223 or that 556 is going to stack them up and go three, four, five, six bodies deep. So you're maximizing your close-in range. Okay. I would think part of it would be, and again, I don't want to be part of the mainstream media encouraging right. folks to use the long guns, but um, intimidation factor, I think, plays probably plays a part in it, right? I mean, you if, could, if you you could go with that, but here's the other thing too, and here's the here's the second part of that that played into it. Okay. When we stack up and become sheep, and we stop in our feet, and we don't defend ourselves, regardless of what you have. I don't care if you've got a spoon or a bottle cap or you've got nothing. You've got a hundred people in there and you've got one guy. You can be sheep or be a sheep dog. And if you don't stand up and, and I mean, you can put enough bodies on top of him. I don't care if he's got a grenade launcher, he can't use it. Understood. You want you want to be a sheep dog at that point. But we're told but we're told to wait and someone's gonna come help us and wait and someone's gonna come rescue us. When I, I, I don't know. I wasn't taught that. I, I, I mean, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buck, I, I got to run, man. I appreciate the call. I want to get, I want to come back. I want to have time to play the George Bush speech. Um, we'll do that. Uh, I'll move the prize pack tomorrow, Chuck. We got a prize pack. We'll, we'll shift that to, uh, yeah, we can do it whenever we do moving Monday. All right, we're going to come right back. George Bush from Ground Zero. We're going to hear that uh, amazing audio when we come back. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Final segment of the show again tomorrow. We'll be back to normal, hopefully. Um, But if there are any updates on the uh, Orlando shooting, 
We'll have them for you throughout the overnight hours and, of course, complete coverage live tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. All right, by, by my request, I want to hear the George Bush speech from Ground Zero post 9-11. Cue it up, Ahmad. I want you all to know that America today, America today is on bended knee in prayer for the people whose lives were lost here, for the workers who work here, for the families who mourn. This nation stands with the good people of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut as we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. I can hear you! I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... Wow, I, dude! I still I was like, the highlight of the Bush uh, presidency wow. right there. Unbelievable sure. to just th- you know, and that that obviously wasn't scripted. No, you know we can't hear you. I can hear want, you. They didn't even want him to go down there. That was when he went, uh, yeah. It was only two days after. But I mean, what after. a great line! That was amazing, and that was totally off the cuff, obviously, because yeah. uh, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for finding that mod. Um, uh, Adam's up on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Adam. Hey, guys. Pleasure as always. Quick question. Would you agree with the statement that one of the very few things that sets us apart from animals uh, and allows us to qualify ourselves as intelligent life forms would be our value on human life and our understanding of the concept right and wrong? Among other things, but yeah, that's that's near the top of the list for sure. Okay, and that's not something that we're born with. That's not human instinct. That's something we're taught from our mothers, our parents, our guardians, whoever it is. Correct? Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a. I guess my point is, I don't believe, and I never will, that any amount of video games, regardless of how violent or gory they are, will ever be the factor that. That tips someone over the edge. I've, I've. Played oh yeah, all. yeah. No, I listen again. That's uh, that's way out of my pay grade. Um, I, <laughs> it, it, I have no idea. That, that's a question for learned folk that have psychology degrees. Um, so yeah, I, I, I certainly am not at saying that it definitely has a thing. I have no idea. I have no idea. Do violent movies impact this? I don't know. Do romantic movies impact us? Yeah, I would say so. Can we do start the show real quick? For girls, it does. Yes. Are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Star of the show, simply put, going to the city of Orlando. Uh, Our thoughts and prayers are with you. Stay strong in Orlando. Uh, Tomorrow on the show, a bunch of fun stuff. Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. We'll continue the conversation right now on Twitter at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. Instagram, Mark Aram. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. 
No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.